just a crazy example, but for us being on site and we were able to engage with her on site, whereas for her, she just saw the healthcare system as, as a spot to go when I'm in danger and need, but engaging in a primary preventative care manner with our services on that on-site clinic made just a huge difference for us. We kind of get into our, the healthcare system and then we just assume that if the doctor told us, like, I need this done, that that's just the option that exists. And we don't often, I think most folks don't realize that there are other things out there. Hi everybody, this is Dr. White. Nathan Barr. And uh, welcome to the Healthy Business Matters podcast. Uh, this episode, we're going to be talking about some really amazing testimonials. Again, at the end of the day, the reason why Nate and I started our companies is because we care a lot about people. We care about just improving access to healthcare for Americans and just the general population and getting them better outcomes. And so at the end of the day, the rubber meets the road for us with the amazing testimonials that we see uh, from the organizations that we serve. And so we wanted to share some real life stories and hopefully they, you find them inspiring and also enlightening as to what's possible with these programs. Yeah, I mean, one of the things we're all about in Health Parts, it's our, it's our purpose and it's to change lives. And how do we know we're changing lives unless we have stories and real life examples of that? And so when we get them from our, our clients and we hear our care teams talk about the amazing work they do, it's, it's hard sometimes though for our clinical providers to brag on themselves. You know, it's one of those things like, this is just my job, this is just what I do. And it's the beauty of what healthcare professionals do and that uh, just that who they are at the core. Uh, but when we pull those examples out and get people to brag on themselves and really show that true impact through those stories, uh, it's powerful because it really demonstrates the value of what we're doing. Um, you can extrapolate, you know, the ROI from what we do, and you can we can throw engagement numbers up there. Uh, but if you can actually show the real impact that our services have on people's lives and how maybe our interaction changed the trajectory of their day or their week or their year of their life. I don't know, but um, it's pretty powerful. So every time we talk about stories, um, I love it because it's just cool and uh, demonstrates just the, the value that, that what we do brings. Yeah, and I think what we'll start first, uh, well, we kind of have a couple of themes that we're going to hit on with some of these stories, but I think the first theme that uh, Nate and I were talking about was around navigation. So uh, they, uh, at Health Bar, I believe you guys call like nurse navigation? Nurse right? navigation services. Yeah, there are a lot of, you know, providers out there for navigation services. One of the things that, um, you know, we find most successful is that uh, relationship that's formed between our providers and that individual. So when they call us uh, with a healthcare question, uh, they know who they're talking with, which is, which is huge. So using that relationship at a base, but, um, but yeah, a recent example of, of the value of our services and navigation opportunity is uh, we had an individual who who called their care team on day one of their program we went live and the first day they're like I'm excited about this I heard you guys could do that and uh, and their providers like yep we can most definitely take care of that uh, this individual had a uh, CT scan ordered in an inpatient setting um, down in a, a hospital in the south um, south side of the state and they said well they're telling me that I you know it's it's gonna cost me like $1,800 out of pocket. And um, and that individual has no idea what it's gonna cost the insurance plan. They just know how much is gonna come out of their own pocket. And um, so they're saying, you know, what are my options? And, and so we're, you know, we say, all right, let's, uh, let's take a look. Um, 
hang up, do some investigative work, and we find, we, you know, we talked about previously with that ROI conversation, the value of partnerships, and you know, exponentially increasing the value of our services. We have a partner uh, here in the West Michigan space who can do a CT scan for a fraction of the cost in an outpatient setting. Um, now the hospital and that provider are just doing what they're supposed to do. They're working off of order sets and protocols, and so they have no idea this other stuff. Um, and so, you know, it's not that. It's really the, the way the healthcare system is built that is more of the issue in this. Uh, but we were able to find that individual a CT scan that was significantly closer to where they were and um, at a fraction of the cost. So the hospital quoted price when we called them, uh, they're saying, well, it looks like it's going to cost about, about $10,000 to have this all done. And uh, the patient was going to have to pay like $1,900 out of pocket. And we found a CT scan outpatient, much easier. Uh, total cost of the plan was $2,000, and the person had to pay like $100 out of pocket. And, um, and that was on day one of a program. And so they just blew their mind that it was even possible that that was, that was there. But an individual would have no idea who to call or even that they could do that. A lot of people just think, well, it's ordered. This is what I have to do. And it's just not, it's not the case. Yeah, and that's, that's such a good point. You know, one of the, when we launched our mobile unit uh, this year, which again is our mobile x-ray and diagnostic uh, trailer that we bring on site, we realized that we had kind of stumbled into our identity a bit with our software because we call it now like a line nav or a line navigation because there's this, there's this really profound thing that happens when you're talking to an employee or even an employer uh, about what's out there because I think it's natural that, uh, you know, we just, we kind of get into our, the healthcare system and then we just assume that if the doctor told us, like, I need this done, that that's just the option that exists. And we don't often, I think most folks don't realize that there are other things out there. I made a, an analogy that was kind of funny after afterwards uh, when I was talking to my team. I said, you know, I was talking with employees and oftentimes it felt like I was talking to someone about going to Florida for spring break. Um, and that's just a common thing here in Michigan. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and they said, yeah, you know, I'm about to get in my car, I'm going to drive. And then I looked at them and said, well, well have you thought about flying before? And then they look at me and they're like, what's an airplane? You know, it's like this, like, wait, what? Like, what is that thing? What can I do? It's faster, it's cheaper, like what is going on? And so uh, another example, very similar uh, to Nate's story, uh, we were working uh, with a trucking company here locally um, in Grand Rapids and uh, I was talking to an employee's 38 year old man, great shape, uh, work, clearly worked out a lot. And he told me he needed a knee replacement. And I looked at him, I was like, that's interesting. You know, like. Uh, did you have an accident or what's going on? He's like, no, my knees just been bothering me a lot and I, you know, I lift a lot and you know, the doctor just said I need to get my knee replaced. And I was like, you know, I don't know if that makes sense, Darren. And so we uh, took an x-ray of his knee real quick. I did a couple of tests, orthopedic tests with him. And I'm like, you know, man, you got some minor arthritis going on, but you don't need a knee replacement right now. And then I, I laid out a couple of different uh, options. Like if you do these exercises and you try these modalities or you try this supplement, you try these different things. And I laid out like three different options for him. And he looked at me like with the deer in the headlights, like, oh my gosh, like I never even heard of half this stuff. You know, like I didn't realize that I had options. And not only was that a better option in my opinion for his knee pain, uh, but more also just from the company I mean, we saved them mm -hmm. a lot of money. They're self-funded client, and that surgery 
would have not only cost the company a ton of money, but also would have been a Darren definitely would likely would have outlived his knee, and then who knows? It just would have not been the best outcome for him. And so again, I think there's a really powerful thing that happens when we again help to navigate employees, both from an ROI perspective and from the outcome perspective. Yeah, it's just a different you know perspective, and it's a second opinion in a sense. And people don't always go with our solutions, or at least we're providing an alternative solution. So it's better to have a choice than no choice in that in that scenario. Um, yeah, I want to talk about too, you know, talking about the ways people can engage with our services. Uh, we both uh, utilize on-site presence within the uh, facilities that we work within. So you, you know, you can we can connect with people virtually and via phone and text and on that side, but the, the in-person connection is so key and then the on-site connection is so key because we're getting to people right there in the in their place of work, and so one of our uh, one of our clients, uh, you know, huge savings provided to them, but more so the change in I think the person's life that we made uh, with this individual. So it was a thirty-some-year-old female, and um, she has asthma, it's a reactive airway disease, and really was struggling with managing her asthma. She kept having exacerbations, um, kept going to the ER to the tune of. 12 ER visits in an annual cycle and from those visits she was admitted uh, I think somewhere like six or seven times because she would get to the hospital in such distress that they would have to do some advanced interventions and then monitor her after that and so you think about that as an individual and the fear that you have when you can't breathe is is intense uh, if you've ever been swimming and you're under the water and you feel like you're gonna lose your breath and maybe somebody's above you it, you get frantic and, and that's a high level of stress. It's terrible for your body, let alone all the other side effects with it. Uh, but it's just a disruption in life and it keeps you from doing those activities that you would love doing. Um, and so we sat down with this individual and some of the most basic things but were like, can you show us how you take your inhaler? Just show us like how you're taking your medication. And she did it. And they were like, oh my gosh, like you're doing it wrong. Like you're taking your medications wrong. And so we showed her how to do it appropriately. And um, it's like a light turned on in her head. And then we start talking about triggers as well. Like what are some of the things that are irritating um, this disease for you? And we got working through that and some lifestyle and behavioral changes. And, and just through those things, um, she took her meds right, avoiding irritants. And she had one ER visit and no admissions that, you know, during the next 12 months that we were working with her. And, and for her, that's life regained. That's that fear and anxiety related to that medical condition that's gone. She becomes a more productive, happier employee. Um, and, and who knows what we, what we changed. You know, hopefully, you know, you don't know, but those, those things can, can lead to death. And, um, and so just a crazy example, but for us being on site and we were able to engage with her on site, whereas for her, she just saw the healthcare system as, as a spot to go when I'm in danger and need but engaging in a primary preventative care manner with our services on that on-site clinic made just a huge difference for her. So it was, it was a really neat story to see see her turn around like that. Yeah, uh, similar story with uh, one, of the, one of my first clients is a, uh, uh, that we, have, we worked with was a powder coating company. And uh, I was, uh, again, getting to the importance of being on-site. Uh, John was uh, one of the painters, and he uh, he was having issues with his elbow notator cuff, and uh, not only was it becoming very painful for him and hard for him to do his job, but he loves to hunt, and so we were talking one day about it, and because I'm a hunter as well, and 
he was just having a hard time being able to like go hunting anymore and I was really bumming him out uh, because it was one of the things he bonds with his son over and it's just again something that's very special to him. And so I, you know, I was talking with him and I started working on his, um, his arm and uh, his shoulder and uh, over the few weeks like we're getting progress but it's, it's just not seeming to respond the way I would assume it would based on the injury. So then I started talking to him about when it started and when he feels it the most and then I actually walk uh, from where I adjust uh, there uh, onto the floor where he works and I just said hey I'm just gonna watch you for a minute. I'm just gonna, I want to watch you work. And after watching him, I realized that ergonomically, he was the way he was painting, and specifically the way he was holding the line leading to the gun, uh, it was causing the whole issue. And so I just said, hey man, do you have to hold it this way, or could you just move here? And he said, oh yeah, I could do that. And I said, okay, I think that's your problem, so I'll talk to you next week. Next week, he's like, man, my arm is already feeling a ton better. And so again, it's just an example of, you know, on our end, when we're looking at musculoskeletal issues and chronic pain, it can often be just small ergonomic changes that can make a massive impact. Um, and just thinking about it from you know healthcare provider standpoint, one of the hardest parts about working in a private practice is when you're talking to patients, you're trying to be a detective half the time and understand what they're doing outside of the clinic to exacerbate these, this injury that just keeps coming back. And you're constantly trying to like figure it out from afar, but being able to actually be on site and, and work directly with John made it abundantly clear so quickly that the problem was just this simple thing. And so again, it was just a very small uh, example that really shows the power of that on-site component. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. And I think highlighting the value of the, the personalization and that relationship of how we deliver services to and, and how that enhances engagement. I think of you know an example of a client, and we get asked a lot this a lot of this in the sales process is, I have these people that have not interacted with healthcare in forever, and they will not engage with you. It's almost like a challenge. Uh, they're like, they won't do it. And we're like, all right, challenge accepted. Uh, we will, we'll, we'll get through these people. And so we had, you know, client, um, trucking, you know, client, and you have, you know, a lot of men, 50s, 40s, getting in those uh, mid to later years, and, and just in very unhealthy lifestyle behaviors. And this individual, um, we started services and within a few months they had met our care team, had introduced to them and uh, in our, their nurse practitioner, their dedicated nurse practitioner, um, got a call from this individual and out of the blue and he's just like, this individual said to our provider, he's, they're like, I'm a mess, like, I don't feel good, I, I don't know what's going on with me but I just, I'm not sleeping well, I, I don't have any energy. Like, I just feel like crap, and and I haven't talked to a provider in over 10 years because I'm scared to. Because when I walk into that environment, I know that doctor's gonna tell me, you're unhealthy, you're doing all these things wrong, like, you suck, essentially, like, yep. what's wrong with you? And um, it's that shift in approach to when you have a relationship working alongside of somebody that you open the doors and break down those barriers. And so, we're like, all right, well, you know, let's start working on some of these things. Let's let's help you achieve your goals because we want you to feel better. Because when you feel better, you're living a more enriched and happier life. 
And, um, and so we, you know, developed some shared goals with this individual, you know, found out that he, um, you know, he was a pre-diabetic and he had hypertension and some other things. And so we started working down on those goals and, and, um, slow and steady progress, but, but working alongside of somebody, not being seen as this, uh, punitive, you know, style provider, but more of a coach on the side. And, and we broke down his barriers. It's, a, it's that person. They're like, you are not going to get to this person. And we got, we got through to them. And um, there's still those that won't engage. But, but being able to crack some of those cases. Um, and then for that individual, we see a lot tell their friends, like, hey, Helper is actually working with us this way. And they're, you know, they're here to help you. They're not here to um, pad their pockets and, and for some other financial you know, uh, purpose. They're here, they're here for us. And um, it's a powerful message. Yeah, it's uh, I we. It's funny because we work in very similar uh, you know, demographics and companies. Um, and I grew up. I joke a lot. I was like the black sheep in my family because all the men in my family are in plumbing, cooling, and heating. And so <laughs> I went into medicine as the black sheep. And so yeah. I grew up on work sites. I grew up around a lot of guys who are more rough and tough. And so. I feel very comfortable and I, I know the kind of the way they tick. I grew up again around them. And so uh, I talk about with all of our clients because that's again a very similar thing. Well, oh, I, I don't know how you're gonna get good engagement with, with my people. Uh, and we talked a bit about this again in the engagement side. So I won't, I won't uh, again, if you're wanting to know the, the specific ways that we're able to get these, get these guys and, and gals to engage, uh, I'd highly recommend you check out that episode, but uh, but I, I, it makes me it reminds me of a couple of things. Um, again, I think I actually just had this, uh, an employee tell me this yesterday when I was on site in a business. He said, "Man, like you're you're just a normal dude. Like you're just like a normal guy. Like you're the first doctor I've ever talked to who seems to have like personal skills and cares about me, which broke my heart a bit. Um, but it was just a powerful reminder that." Again, we're just—I always tell employees this: I'm like, we're just human beings, man. Like, we're just like you. We have families. We got friends. We got, you know, like we're just—we just have a different skill than you. That's all. And we, but we're, we care. And and our skill and our job is to care for you and try and ensure whatever you're trying to do outside of here matters. And I think going back to um, there was an example that I'll just share about a team in, uh, rather than just a, one individual and as far as reaching them. Uh, one of the companies I was working in, they were having a really hard time getting this team uh, to wear ear protection at work. Um, it was a bunch of older guys that had been there a long time and they just were, they would not keep their like headphones in or on. Um, and I started talking to their manager and trying to figure out more about the guys themselves because I took care of a few of them and to Nate's point it is very true when you get into one you start breaking through with one they'll tell their friends and it really is cool to watch but in this situation we are new to the company um, so I hadn't really broke through yet and so I was trying to figure out a way to like at least get these guys to like wear their ear protection and so after talking to the manager I found out that a lot of those guys um, while they look really hard on the exterior uh, they actually, uh, a lot of times, are really proud of their grandkids. Like one of the guys was, they'll often talk about like fishing with their grandkids or like you know, going to their baseball games and all this stuff. And so I had an idea. And so then I said, okay, let me try something. So then I did this like pre-huddle or pre-shift. like uh, shift. I, I uh, asked guys, hey, like how many you got grandkids? Like I, I, got, I got some young kids and 
Um, you know, I was playing with them, and I was just wondering how many got grandkids, and a lot of them raised their hand. I'm like, okay, you guys like seeing them? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, okay. I just wanted to play something for you. And what I did was I played a little clip of like kids laughing, just so, like playing, laughing, you know, cute kids. Sounds like you know, running around. And then I played a second clip where you could barely hear them. It was like really hard to hear the kids. And I said, the second clip is what happens when you have uh, hearing damage. Um, and I just asked them, like, how many of you want to be able to hear your grandkids? And there was just this kind of, you could, this visible shift in the room. And I said, listen, man, like, I know it's hot in here. I know it's awkward sometimes to wear your ear protection. But y'all just told me you care about your kids. Um, I have fond memories of my grandpa, my grandpa fishing with him and playing with him. And um, I can't imagine if he couldn't hear my voice. And so I just, like, I want you guys to have that and your grandkids to have that. So, again, it's just, it's, an, it's a human approach. It's just understanding, again, the motives of the people that you're serving and then trying to speak in their language really, again, can help go a long way um, with reaching them. Yeah, no, great examples. And keep thinking of more and more examples. Unfortunately, we only have a certain <laughs> amount of time. But, but uh, it's great. I just, I, you know, it, again, it's hard for our clinicians to brag on themselves. We get these stories, though, and it just is, it's so cool to hear from them. Um, the impact they're making. It, it, it truly is changing lives, and that's what wakes me up and uh, keeps me going every day. Yeah, I just want to wrap up by saying, again, if you're an employer, you know, watching this, um, one of the things that Nate and I, I think talked about in our very first episode was, you know, one of our passions is trying to help employers to realize that they have this amazing opportunity where, again, I believe that most employers, uh, you know, they care a lot about their people and they often create these financial models so that if you work for me, you're going to have a better financial life than if you didn't work for me, right? I'm going to pay you well, I'm going to help pay your health insurance, I'm going to give you 401k, all these things. Um, and again, we talked about it in the first episode, but it doesn't matter if I have a million dollars in my 401k if I can't play with my grandkids when I'm done working for you. And so there's this amazing opportunity that you can with these programs, reach your employees in this amazing, meaningful way. Um, that again, there's ROI to be had that we talked about in the last episode, but it's just the, so powerful yeah. when you really reach these people and you help them to access healthcare in, in a more meaningful way. Um, and again, that is special. Like, and uh, we all know this is better to serve than be served. And so uh, I've lost count talking to employers a lot of times. They feel pride and, and, and uh, and just happy to hear their employees happy, right? Like there's, it's it's uh, it's almost more rewarding for the like their the boss and the leaders of these companies to to hear these stories more, almost uh, more sometimes than the employee themselves because yeah. they're just so happy that that something that they are investing in is impacting the health of their people in such an impactful way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, again, we hope that these stories have been, uh, again, inspiring, and uh, we'd love to hear from you if you've incorporated programs into your organization, if you've seen amazing outcomes. Uh, but, again, uh, please, if, you, if this episode was inspiring or you liked it, please like, rate, subscribe to the podcast, share it with somebody uh, that you believe would uh, get a lot of value from it. And again, uh, we'll be back soon. Uh, we're going to be actually pretty soon in future episodes doing some interviews. Yeah, um, some bring in some guests. I think yeah. in key areas that we see, you know, we hit the area. We talk about great partnerships in alignment with other other services. And so trying to bring in some of those partners to talk about a different perspective, similar angle, but a uh, different perspective. Yeah, so we're really excited about that. So mm -hmm. be on the lookout for that. And again, yeah. appreciate you guys. Have a blessed day. Thank you.